This is the Morning Sports Desk for Friday, August 25th. All right, Corey, high school sports is back on uh, last night uh, in terms of high school football. Uh, the Berth Hewitt Bears had a game against Hill City Northland yesterday, and we're off and running in high school football around the region in 2023. You went to the game, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I checked it out a little bit. Berth Hewitt won 20-18. to They got a fourth quarter touchdown in the last four minutes of the game, and Got a stop and were able to take a knee and um, good win for the program and they're one to know on the season. It's a new section for uh, Bertha Hewitt, Verndale, and I believe Sabika getting kicked out east a little bit with the uh, additions into nine man of Ottertail Central and Underwood out in the west. So they get moved east. It'll be a fascinating dynamic to see uh, uh, those teams uh, kind of deal with this. Uh, a bunch of teams that they don't haven't really played very often, which is kind of the fun part of high school sports is get to go to these different places and get to see uh, kind of the different parts of the state. Uh, Hill City Northland, of course, uh, just kind of in the middle of nowhere in that uh, Reamer area, like outing Emily, like north of Emily, kind of that's right, kind of by Brainerd. It's it's like uh, it, it's a it's an interesting kind of mix over there. So good for Bertha Hewitt; they got their first win of the season. Verndale and Sabika are tonight. So that'll be a, another good nine-man game. That one's, you know, that one's more of a local match, but still, we got high school football. High school football on the schedule. There's, um, uh, there's swimming. There's tennis. There's mm-hmm. uh, a volleyball tournament. I think it's you know we've seen lots of volleyball scrimmages, but now like round robin tournaments to kind of kick things off. Uh huh. Yeah, we're in we're in full swing. As a matter of fact, we even have stuff. We have stuff on our broadcast schedule um, for next week. Officially waiting on a few things, but hopefully going to be able to release that and put that out into the world by the time we leave here today. So, yeah, it's happening for everyone else, and it's it's going to be happening for us in as little as Friday, Saturday, Sunday, five days. Corey's ready to send out that uh, Chicago Bulls-style press release. Uh, from the mid-90s that just uh, says, for those of you who are concerned, just the bottom line, one sentence, we're back. And that'll be us next week. That will be us. And more importantly, that will be you. <laughs> <laughs> you will be back full. There is no there is no easing into this for you next week, CJ. No, we got to hit the ground running. I mean, I have it no other way. Uh, because as we've learned with some of these uh, sports, they, uh, they just get going with the volleyball tournaments and the tennis, cross-country yep. meets. And now high school football getting going. There's no easing into this. You just, once you go, you go. So, uh, yeah, high school sports are back. It's fun to talk about. And uh, it's a busy time for us on the morning sports desk, uh, talking about all the sports we're covering in the high school sports across the region. But, uh, you know, internally in our production, and me and Corey talk about this off the air all the time, uh, our best episodes with the morning sports desk, where you can listen at WadidaRadio.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. So if you miss us doing this live or you want to hear us talk about something again or show somebody or have somebody listen you can go to those places and we can see where that comes from not necessarily who it is but like what parts of the world it's from and Mm -hmm. uh, we really get a big boost of people listening uh, to the morning sports desk on demand when we start talking high school sports so really excited to uh, have that going again Corey. yeah and yeah to have the the local stuff really really happen in full swing is is uh, I don't know. It's great. Uh, we're really looking forward to it for a hundred different reasons. But the fact of the matter is, CJ, 
Um, and we can maybe touch on this before we go because I know we have more state amateur baseball. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We, you know, we can maybe wrap up with that later. But the truth is, a, a lot of the local stuff isn't like completely full swing yet. Or like. We're just at the early stages of it. But what yes. is in full swing, of course, is the Minnesota Twins we've been talking about all summer. Is that um, a pun with full swing? No, I guess it wasn't, but it wasn't on purpose anyway. Pun it not intended. A, it was an unintentional pun. Uh, they got a big, important win last night just to right the ship a little bit. It, it was it was big for them. And Ryan Jeffers was kind of the hero in that. And Ryan Jeffers has been... Is sneaky good not giving him enough credit? I think, yeah, I think it's flown under the radar. There are some people kind of in the offseason like, you know, Ryan Jeffers, you know, he's got to have a big year this year because the Twins brought in Christian Vasquez, three years, $10 million. Uh, you know, he's going to come in to be the starting catcher, and Jeffers will platoon with him. He'll start as necessary, but... You know, it's definitely Vasquez 1, Jeffers 2 going into the season. And Vasquez off to a slow start. Jeffers didn't necessarily have a hot start either. But, I mean, over the last couple months, Ryan Jeffers has really turned it on. Uh, he has an OPS of over 900 uh, on the season. Um, he, uh, I mean, he's just, which league average is like 750. So okay. for him to be at 900 is a, a really, really good number, especially for a catcher. Right. Uh, the power has come on. Ryan Jeffers, like you said, Corey, a big two-run home run yesterday to give the Twins the lead in the eighth inning. It was a pinch hit home run. Corey was off the very first pitch. It was a hanging slider over the plate. And the interesting story after the game was Carlos Correa said, uh, before the inning, because Carlos Correa was on third base at the time, he hit the game-tying double uh, to score Matt Walner. Uh, Carlos Correa said before the inning, he went over to the team's batting cage, which if you walk up the clubhouse tunnel, there's a team batting cage, and Jeffers, who was on the bench for most of the game, was just hitting off the pitching machine, and he kind of said, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm hitting sliders right now. Like I'm, I'm working on sliders because this one Rangers pitcher, there's a chance that... You know, I might have to go face him later in the game. It's like, if he throws me a slider, I want to crush it. And he, like Correa said, he was hitting him hard in the cage. Then as Jeffers was going to bat, he walked past Gallo in the on-deck circle, and he said, if he throws me a slider, I'm putting it into the seats. And he so threw good. a slider, and he put it into the seats. That's an I'm-him moment. It's so cool, isn't it? It's just everything about it. It is... One of the things I I know I've made fun of uh, of the philosophy of like I'm just here to hit home runs and nothing else, but there are moments when it's I I do agree with the it's okay to try to hit one into the seats. It's okay and, to swing out of your shoes in that situation, and it's, and it's okay to try to hit one into the seats when you're looking for one particular pitch and you're prepared for one particular pitch because you know it's gonna come and you know that if you get it your team is going to win the game. Mm -hmm. I've, so I've, I have no issue with that when you're, when you're looking, you know, hanging and banging sliders. That's really straightforward. Print the shirts, Corey. Print the shirts. Print the shirts. And he was ready for it. I, so, yeah, I think that's really cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a great moment for Jeffers. Uh, and really, you know what moment it reminded me of, Corey? is that moment in 2019. You remember it was a September game against Cleveland. The Twins had the division lead, but had a chance to put away the uh, the then Cleveland Indians. And uh, Ryan, uh, not Ryan Jeffers, but Mitch Garver, uh, the guy who was the starting catcher before 
Ryan Jeffers hit a massive three-run home run to give the Twins the lead, and they end up winning the game, and it basically buries Cleveland, but it was like a Saturday night at Target Field, capacity crowd, like, it was going bananas, and they kind of, like, just made them go, like, okay, the division is theirs. Like, this is, they're going to run away with this thing. Uh, Ryan Jeffers, catcher, kind of having a breakout year, as Garver did in 2019, Hits the two-run home run. Twins take the lead. They win the game against a first-place Texas Rangers team who's been good through a lot of the season. Yeah. And they uh, they not only get the win today, Corey, but or yesterday, uh, the Guardians lost not one but two games in a doubleheader against the Dodgers. Whoops. The Twins now have a six-game lead again in the AL Central. Fangraphs has upped their odds to a 96% chance to win the division. It's a six-game lead. The Twins are sixty-six and sixty-two. I I just think that's so funny. It's crazy. Like that's they could, they could win the division with a below five hundred record. They could. Yes, they could. It's if if this just if if everyone else holds and the Twins lose five in a row, they'll be <laughs> below five hundred. And it and it, well the and Twins win the division. And the Twins are playing Cleveland over the next few games, so that would matter a little bit more. But that's the point is they could lose five games in a row, and it might not even matter at this point anymore, which goes to, like, there's a lot of people who, after the Twins lost that first game to Milwaukee, are going, no, everybody talks about the division lead. The Guardians are going to catch them. No, they're not. Like, I I know everybody thinks of last year and the Guardians catching the Twins and running away. This is not the same Guardians team. They're much, much worse than that team last year. Like, they're not a good baseball team. Terry Francona is talking about quitting. Like, that's where they're at. At this point, like they, the Guardians franchise is kind of in a really rough. They're like where the Twins were last season. They're just nothing's going right. They're in a real rough spot. So to think that the Guardians are just gonna now it can still happen. I'm not ruling it out, but the odds that they're going to catch fire seem more and more unlikely. I would like, I would appreciate if the Twins' magic number could just shrink a little faster. It's it's a weirdly. You know, they're four games over 500, a six-game lead in the division. You hear six-game lead in the division, and you're like, oh, okay. But then you see the record. Like, that magic number is just not quite maybe as small as I'd like it to be. Yeah. <laughs> Even still, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, closer, it's closer than it looked, or it, it looks closer than I think it actually is. Uh-huh. Because the division is just so bad. It's, it's not good uh, don't worry Corey. the white Sox are getting better they fired their longtime general manager because they wanted new results and yep. they promoted from within yep. but don't worry that guy that they promoted from within of the of the team that's had a horrible culture players are lazy management's not held accountable don't worry they promoted from within of a guy they just hired the year before uh who uh was in charge of the kansas city royals uh mm. don't know if you uh know this Corey. the kansas city royals have been bad outside of two years for the last 20 sure uh, so no, that should help. Tony Larusa is coming the corner. Tony Larusa, the guy who ruined the young White Sox core over the last couple of years, or kept it stagnant, or held them back, whatever way you want to say, uh, he's coming back as an advisor. Uh, nice. So glad to see. I, you. I saw a picture of Tony Larusa the other day. Yeah, like like white, white, white hair. Uh huh. Do you remember a year ago when his hair was still jet black underneath that cap? Either uh, his hair, either hair dyes uh, not inflation proof, or uh, managing the White Sox will do that to you. Baseball kept him young, and retirement just took it all out of him. It just his deal with the devil is over. It's time. Uh, I, I, I really quickly, if I can, yeah. Um, 
you know, it's been kind of fun. We were talking about Ryan Jeffers. It's kind of fun to see, like, the Twins have had sneaky good production out of that catcher position over the last decade, maybe not quite. You know, obviously you could go back to, like, Maurer, Pierzynski before that. Uh But if you think about from Garver to today, there's been a lot of turnover at that position, but the production has really been important for what the twins are doing garver was awesome I, I i loved him but like that that monster with like jimenez was in the mix there and castro like they all kind of they williams astadio Asta, but the, they all kind of lifted each other you know what i mean there right. was this there was like internal competition of if i don't play well they can just give it to the other guy because he's red hot it's kept the catcher position pretty relevant for the twins and it's I, I really it's been fun to watch that f- kind of from a distance well yeah and you're right and the way that the the, the way that the twins like to do catcher uh, handle catchers and the way that I think baseball generally does is you know in the old days it was Maurer's gonna catch every day except Sunday that's his that like that's his general off day and like you get Maurer into that routine but now baseball's treated it a little bit differently they say what if instead of like an 80 20 split because catching is just so tough on players' knees, and they're just getting banged up back there. And especially in terms of it takes away your ability to hit the baseball. What if we get, instead of one catcher that's really, really good and just a guy who can catch once a week, a la Mike Redman, what if we just get a, like, what if we make that gap a little bit less? What if, and we have it more of a 75 25 or even a 60 40 split? with the catching time. And that's what the Twins did with Castro and Garver. It's what the Twins did with Garver and Jeffers. It's what the Twins are doing with Vasquez and Jeffers, although Jeffers has overtaken kind of the snap count, if you will, and is playing more than Vasquez right now. But like you said, it pushes everybody. Rocco can ride ride the hot hand on the bench, and it means that those guys are a little bit more fresh, which means that they're able to hit just a little bit better. And that's shown, like you've mentioned, Corey, over the last few years. Uh, before I need to go very quickly, State Amateur Baseball continues this weekend. We still have our local teams rocking and rolling with Bluffton and New York Mills. Do you know uh-huh. off the top of your head what their weekend schedule looks like? Well, according to the New York Mills Millers official team Twitter account, it says uh, they retweeted a post that says, In Litchfield, the Millers will take on the Sartell Muskies at 430 on Sunday. Uh, so that is the matchup there. And if I look at the official Twitter page of the Bluffton Braves, uh, we have their uh, they're back in action tonight. Uh, they're going to be in Litchfield. It's a 7.30 p.m. first pitch. They are taking on the Monticello Polecats. And, Corey, don't you love amateur baseball because you have the Bluffton Braves playing the Monticello Polecats. Love it. Love everything about it. It's uh, You know, the towns are totally similar. <laughs> they have have a great weekend i gotta go all right yeah i mean it's it's the fun of amateur baseball and we're going to talk a little bit more about it in amateur hour next hour so stay tuned for that and if you miss it next hour you can head on over to our website wadinaradio.com and you can find that as well as the kwad facebook page for amateur hour uh and congratulations to the millers on getting that state tournament win and the braves play their first game of the state tournament this weekend a lot of baseball going to be a lot of fun and we'll talk about it more next hour in amateur hour this has been the morning sports desk for friday august 25th